I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. The groundhog didn't see his shadow. The shadow didn't even see his shadow. And you are listening to The Real Brian Show. So welcome to an early spring, even though we got snow this week. Hey, that's all right. I'm good for the moisture. We've got a lot of reviews to cover today. Things we're nerding out on, of course. We've got some inspiration to end your week the right way. Let's rock it. Putting the BS in TRBS, but it's also a real show for real people. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. I'm The Real Brian. We're back. That's creepy, Preciouses. I'm the Precious <laughs> Captain Influence. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we love your Precious. Yes, yes. So, so Precious. Uh, I would keep going, but I'm not sure what else to say, except uh, swimming pool is nice and cool to catch a fish so juicy. Sweet. Uh, yeah, well, what is I don't it know they, about uh, that spring coming thing you said. That uh, they do not know. It'll get here eventually, but I, yeah, yeah I, you know the whole. Let me ask you this: Do we even believe in the Punxsutawney Phil predictions ever? Have we ever, or is it just one of those cute things that everybody gets together and you know worships a little rodent? I think it's kind of like Santa Claus, where it's just you know kind of it's expected that you just kind of ah, yeah okay he saw a shadow so you know okay or no he didn't see a shadow this year okay whatever next next day and how do we really <laughs> know if he really saw his shadow or not i mean do we actually speak groundhog i mean i do someone do in they? pennsylvania tells us oh what a load yeah. man what a lo- you know what a freaking <laughs> sham i'm, I'm human just- I'm so angry about this right now because, you know, it snowed this week and they're saying early spring, although I'll be honest, I'm very happy for the snow because moisture is good. <laughs> and yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Well, happy your choice. Happy winter spring. Let's just call it that winter spring. I like that. It's the depths of winter right now. We all know it. Yeah. In yeah. fact, Groundhog Day really shouldn't be on the 2nd of February. It should be the 2nd of March, to be honest. That makes much more sense because okay. February is literally the middle of winter. <laughs> that's that's true. So the, the I mean, dead of winter. Oh, I know. Yeah. This is the time of year where I really actually kind of just don't like it. Now, granted, I know that there's the seasonal effectiveness disorder. I yeah. That's what they call it. Something like that. And, you know, where people are just, okay, you know, the seasons are getting to them, especially winter is usually the worst. If you live in the more wintry states, it's Northern, northern latitudes yeah it's cold it's dry it's brown there's nothing green nothing alive you know snow's i mean to me snow is beautiful it's white it's it's just this gorgeous beautiful thing but when it's not snowing and it's windy and it's darker because you know we've got less light in the days it's just uh, and i get it i know a lot of people that deal with this time of year and, and yeah. have a very difficult time i used to and my solution was let's start going to basketball games Hey, it's been great. It's been that's helpful. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Find something you enjoy that you can do with other people in the middle of winter and it makes the winter go faster. It alleviates it that. It gives you something to look forward to. Yes. 
in the evenings. So mm-hmm. yeah, good you idea. Know, one thing we used to do, and of course this can be expensive, so it depends on what your budget is, but we would take vacations in February and we'd go somewhere warm because it's like, okay, yeah. or we would have conferences. You know, a lot of times we had conferences in Vegas or other warmer areas in either February or March as well, which was very, very helpful. That doesn't happen anymore. My conferences are now in Vegas in June, which makes absolutely zero sense because it's 110. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, um, and if you I'm can't for if, it, if you can't afford to go on trips in the middle of winter, just yeah, pick decorate something your house in tropical decor <laughs> and yeah. drink lots of uh, Mai Tais and pina coladas that's, and yep. wear sunglasses around the house. Hey, that's have, good idea. Have heat, heat lamps in the corners and stuff. Just and, make pretend you're in a tropical locale. You're just not going outside. Yeah. And put down like some giant plastic kind of bin, you know, something that actually has lips around it and then import some sand yeah. And put it in there lips. and have a little beach. Well, you know, like yeah. a, a lips. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't you know I what I'm talking about. You don't want to just put down a tarp because then it's just going to seep out and it's going to get into your floor and your carpet and it's going to cause problems. A sandbox. So. Yeah. There a, you go. Just bring like, a sandbox in. Yeah. Like one of those little plastic pools that kids play in that you fill up with water in the summertime. There you go. Just bring one of those in, fill yeah. it with sand. Yeah. Put a heat lamp ne- or one of those sun lamps, actual sun yeah. lamps. Yeah. You yeah. know, actually, that's a really good idea anyway. <laughs> we should get sun lamps and put them in various, you know, sitting here in the studio, I should have a sun lamp sitting over the top of me right now so I can get my vitamin D because, you know, you don't get it very much this time of year in Colorado because no matter how much you want to go outside, the sun's at a totally different part of the sky so you don't get the direct rays as you do in the summertime. Yeah, And not to mention, it's cold. I don't want to sit outside with exposed skin, so. Although sometimes And dry. The dryness is getting to me. I have my humidifier running right now on full, pumping mist into the studio. And I'm wow. a huge fan of that. And that's a huge studio. That's got to be a massive, it's massive a, uh, machine. It's an industrial humidifier, you know, for the size okay. of the studio with all the columns and the suits of armor and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a you got to keep those suits of armor hydrated. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, for those of you who do struggle this time of year, I really would encourage and challenge you to do something. Find something that you can look forward to that gets you out of your regular routine. And I mean, like you even said, Captain Influence, get out do something with people. I mean, find, okay, look, do you have a a college or do you have high schools in the area that put on productions of some kind, you know, do you have college or high school sports or something you can go to, you know, there's always stuff going on in towns, obviously more, the bigger the city is, but you know, there's always something going on and they don't have to be expensive. They can be cheaper. You can go to movies on cheap nights. You know, we have Tuesday night cheap nights in our theaters for brand new movies They're five seventy five. you know, Versus the thirteen or fifteen dollars that they typically are. So there are options. I just want to share that there are options, and I want to say, get out, do something, have some fun, look forward to it. I guarantee you, it's going to get easier because this was a very difficult time for me for many, many years. Every year, this time of year was very difficult, and we just kept pursuing. You know, let's find a way to get through this. Let's find some ways to. I mean, call it a distraction if you need it. But let's find some ways to just look forward to stuff and do healthy things this time of year. And I don't dread this time of year anymore. I actually enjoy it now. So yeah, it helps. It's still not my favorite time of year, but it's no longer a dread. So yeah. Another another thing I'm trying to do a lot more with not wanting to go outside in the sub-zero temperatures right now is just do basic calisthenics every day. Nice. Just to get my heart rate up since Mm -hmm. I'm not walking. And I'm rediscovering that, you know, doing a couple sets of push-ups and sit-ups 
really does the trick to get your heart rate up. And even if you only do a few, you know, if you're really out of shape and you can only do a few of each, it's still a huge help just because it gets your heart going really hard for, you know, a few minutes. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. It is hard, like yeah. you said, to get out this time of year and go walk. We do anyway. We kind of bundle up and we're kind of stupid like that, but it's fun. But you're Nothing right. Nothing could be easier than calisthenics. Exactly. And mock bars, by the way, which is a Klingon version of Tai Chi is really helpful. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds Klingon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know mock bars, no, nor do I know Tai Chi. So I don't know. Find a resident Klingon to help you with that or, or you know, some Tai Chi master. I, or Google it. That's a good idea. I'm sure there's YouTube videos <laughs> out there about it. Maybe we should create a YouTube video on how to do mock bars. And uh, sounds how, to, like how to create your own batleth. Mock bars sounds like a candy bar. It does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Calisthenics. By the, that's Mar- where it's by, Mars, by the Mars company. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Except what if it's the Kronos company? There you go. I don't know. Hey, speaking of good food, by the way. So we're having to eat out pretty much most of our meals right now since our kitchen is really not there anymore. It's, right. you know, kind of funny. Now, granted, we've had a few people bring us some very amazing meals, home cooked meals, you know, that were just glorious and really refreshing because it's amazing. I love eating out. But when you're eating out almost every meal, you do get Wait. tired of it. Yeah. Well, Isn't it amazing? Too. Well, that's the I know. And I'm hoping that, you know, we'll have some of that reimbursed, but I don't know. But thankful for some of the help that we've gotten. It's been amazing. You know, usually I don't have people ever bring us meals. We don't ever need that. But it was just really cool. It was really nice. But anyway, we have this idea of going out and saying, hey, let's try some of the foods around town that we've never tried before. So we had some Mediterranean the other night. One of my favorite Mediterranean restaurants in the area closed. And I was so sad. So, I mean, we've had other Mediterranean food at another restaurant, but we tried this one. And the guy there, by the way, with a great accent was like, try the lamb kebabs because I love lamb. Oh, man. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <And> the- <laughs> poor lamb i know he was such a little little thing and now he's dead i ate him they have this amazing dipping sauce i have absolutely no idea what's in it but i can guarantee there was a lot of garlic in it that was the most amazing part i smelled for days it was great i'm sure you did maybe some horseradish like as a because there was a bit of a bite to it but not too much but it was so good and you dip you know your meat and your vegetables in it Oh, so good. And then, of course, it had rice and, you know, their little special Mediterranean salad they make. I don't know what it's called, actually, but really, really, really good. Very impressed. Sounds good. And it's so funny because we were just talking to some people and, you know, there's various people that just do not like nor want to try exotic cuisines at all. We were like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I want what I know and I want what I love, you know. And I can relate to that on most levels. So yeah, I'm not terribly adventurous when it comes to food. Well, and okay. So I can understand that because I know Miss Ice has talked about how she's not a big fan of going out and trying a lot of new things because what if she doesn't like it, you know? So I get that. But then there's the people who just say, I don't like anything that's foreign or exotic or whatever you want to call it. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. But I think, man, I just, that's my favorite stuff is to try things that are totally different and outside of the norm. So yeah, but that's my personality. So yeah, whatever works for you, man. That's right. Exactly. You know, beauty is in the eye of the, or beauty is in the mouth of the beholder and the taste buds. They also gave us this free hot tea while we waited. It, it is a black tea with mint and brown sugar. And it was mm. so good. Yeah. That sounds great. It was fantastic. I'll take tea black with mint and brown sugar. Hot. Shuck it, Trebek. <laughs> Drink it, Trebek. Well, uh, speaking of Star Trek Discovery, 
we oh, won. Yeah. Let's talk about it, though. And by the way, I've asked Garrett Wong to come back on to the Real Brian show. If you remember Garrett Wong, I mean, for those of you who do, you're like, oh, yeah, Garrett. Of course, you know, Garrett. But for those of you who do not know who Garrett is, he played Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager. And he was on the Real Brian show. One of the very first episodes we ever did on the show. I've asked him to come back on to discuss. Well, let's just say have a Star Trek expert come on and discuss Star Trek Discovery and possibly even Orville more in depth. And of course, we'll just see what's going on in his life. But so we'll go more into depth on it. But now I finally have watched episode two. And what about you? Have you seen two and three now? Yeah, well, I'm in the middle of three right now. And three is I'm thinking three is a little better than two. In my opinion, two was very Star Trek. Like we said last time, it was a very formulaic Star Trek episode. Three is a little more character development going into what's wrong with Spock. Not to give any spoilers. And then Tilly's kind of wigging out on us and and she keeps seeing this person. And it's really, really annoying, both for her character and for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then the mouth breather, her boyfriend from season one, mouth breather. Oh, yeah, he's back. Oh, great. And trying to keep the peace on Kronos. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of it. It's pretty good so far. No solid opinion quite yet, but... The reviews I saw, people hated three, but again, whatever. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I'm starting to not believe reviews anymore because, well, I'll explain why in a minute. But Well, that's, of course, there's the the reason's obvious. It just depends on the person. (laughs) Well, but see, IMDB has been relatively trustworthy because it's typically a mass opinion because it's users. It's not critics. The critics, I never believe anymore. But, you know, the users in general, I feel like, okay, they've got a pretty good handle on shows for the most part. Not always, but most of the time, I usually agree with these people. Okay. They loved episode two, thought it was amazing, thought it was better than episode one. I don't know. I mean, I liked episode two. To me, episode okay. one and two were both just as good. I, I was like, they're, they're both fine. I don't have a problem with that. So the masses, according to IMDb, liked two better than one. Yes. And like three significantly less than two and one. Okay, then see, just that one data point tells me I can't trust it at all. Well, here's the thing. It's only Star Trek Discovery because Orville's been pretty, if you read the reviews on Orville, I would agree with them almost entirely. Okay. Almost. I mean, I'm a little off, but again, you know, we all like things differently. Like we keep trying to say this, you know? And it's always surprising. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. But yeah, it's actually really interesting because I watched all of Orville up through... Let's see. Maybe not this week. I don't know. Oh, no, no. They're off for a week. So, yes, I'm up to date. So they come back, I think, on the 14th or whatever. But anyway, I watched episodes three through six and I loved every one of them. I thought they were all great. It's kind of like one and two were oh rough start. Again, I didn't hate them as much as some people did, but they were a rough start. Let's just be honest. Three through sure. six, though. This is Orville. But what's interesting to me is episodes five and six were completely serious. The only humor that was in it was like you would have seen in a Star Trek The Next Generation episode. You know, the typical humor that pops in once in a while with Data or Worf, but that's it. It was not a mockery style, you know, that season one had. But here's what's interesting. I didn't even notice it. I didn't mind it. Like I looked back and I went, oh, wow, these two episodes were completely serious, but it didn't bother me. So it's really good, though. There's one thing about Orville that I love that I don't see really on most any other shows. And I think I mentioned this last week is that a lot of other shows right now, as we know, shows and movies are really trying to push agendas. Orville is not. They're just exploring real life, but they're doing it in a way that's, hey, it's in the future. It's sci-fi, but they're exploring real issues. 
they're addressing things that make you feel like, dude, I totally resonate with the characters. You know, I mean, various characters at various times, not everyone, of course, like porn addiction. Well, that's what I mean by like, <laughs> I mean, I think just about more. There's a lot of people that can resonate with that, but I'm just saying, of course. Yeah. My point being is that, you know, you, you see somebody go through something and you're going, dude, I totally get that, you know, or, or, you know, this person goes through this or they deal with this and you're just like, yeah, I really feel like I know these characters and I could live on the Orville and go, this is a real ship. Although one of the comments was, this has got to be the most bizarre ship in the entire union. <laughs> and that kind of is true to that too. But anyway, I just love that show. I know not everybody loves it and they're looking for something different to me. Star Trek discovery, as much as I love it, I go, I can't resonate with any of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so fantastic which is still I love. So that's why it's different. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to dive into it a little bit deeper when we get Garrett on. Yeah, I can't wait. That's I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay. Now, speaking of the IMDB reviews and beauty is in the eye of the beholder, everybody has different opinions sort of thing. A lot of people were talking about how absolutely incredible a star is born was. You got to go see a star Uh, is born. Now, for whatever reason, I thought it was about Lady Gaga. I don't know why. No. Well, I didn't know that because a lot of people were saying, hey, it's, you know, it's Lady Gaga's story. That's what, that's what people were telling me. Not everybody, but some people were. Okay. Actually, I take that back. I think every single person that I talked to that had seen A Star is Born was like, this was one of the best movies ever made. It was Mm. one of the best movies of 2018. And it was just an absolutely fantastic, inspirational, amazing story. That's what I heard. So I'm going into this story going, I can't wait to watch this movie. I'm so excited. IMDB, you know, it's like an 8.0 out of 10 or something like that. And so I'm thinking like, wow, everybody loves this movie. So Sarah and I sit down to watch it. I didn't know anything about it other than what people have told me. And we get about halfway through and I'm like, I can't keep going. Uh, Really? (laughs) I'm like, I'm checking my email. I don't do that with movies. I've never like normally if I'm on my phone, when there's a show on, it's like time to turn it off and watch something else or, or do something else, you know, or it's because my phone's, you know, blowing up and I've got to get to work or something like that. But I can't remember a movie where I've checked my phone that much in a, quite wow. a while. Wow. I was That's... not drawn into it. Now, granted, we all have different opinions here. So, I, you know, for those yeah, of you yeah. who loved it, I'm not trashing you at all. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying this is how I took it. And Sarah and I were also because, again, this wasn't advertised. This wasn't mentioned we were blown away at the adult content in there. And really, I suppose we should have probably looked at it being that it's rated R, you know, but I think a lot of people are going in and saying, this is a great film and it's a beautiful story, but whoa, hold on there. Like, don't take your kids. <laughs> this <laughs> what, is not what for kids at all. I mean, there are probably more F words in that movie than I can remember. And I, huh. I've, I've seen movies like that, you know, where it's like every other words an F word kind of thing. And of course, it's just like this one was we're going, okay. you know, if people swear, I'm not going to judge them. But come on, this was like way over the top and completely unnecessary. What did Sarah think of the movie? Um, She wanted to like it because she was like it was going somewhere. But then she's like, "Uh, I don't know about this. And now we didn't get to this part. But at one point I finally hit pause and I'm like, okay, what is this really rated? You know, and I started to look it up. Well, we didn't get to this, but it apparently is in there. But there's nudity. So for those of you who are sensitive to nudity, well, I didn't know that was in there. So again, don't take your kids. This is not a kid's movie at all. But that aside, so I'm throwing out the warnings for those of you who are thinking, let's have a nice family night. Mm, No, probably better not. (laughs) 
But second of all, just the story for me was not inspiring at all. In fact, it was incredibly depressing. And then at that point, I started reading some of the reviews like, okay, what is going on here? Well, of course, there's these glowing, you know, 10 out of 10. This is the most amazing movie ever. And then in between all of those, there's a lot of people going, who's reviewing this movie? (laughs) You know, it's like I went to this movie because the reviews were so high and everybody was like, you know, raving about it. And I'm like, this isn't that great of a movie. This is what some of the reviews are saying. You know, it's, it's a depressing story. The first 30 minutes was the best part. And then it goes downhill. And I saw that probably the majority of the reviews said the first 30 minutes was fantastic. And then it kind of drops. And again, I didn't finish it, so I don't know for sure. But what I personally took from it was you've got Bradley Cooper's character. Who's this, you know, already star and he's got struggles. That's that's as much as I'm going to give you. And then you've got Lady Gaga's character, who is this unknown person with a lot of talent, but she's got a big nose and doesn't, you know, look the part. She's not pretty enough kind of thing. I'm telling you the story, man. She's got a big nose. She's got and- a big nose, man. I got a big nose, too. Have you ever seen me? It's like a honk and schnocker. But anyway, it's a. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's about that. And it's about her rise into stardom and apparently his fall from stardom or something like that. Again, I haven't finished the movie, so I really don't know. I'm just telling you what I've heard. But what I also didn't know is that it was, I knew there was a love story, but I was expecting more of a Bohemian Rhapsody type of story where it's, you know, let's talk, let's see this an inspirational story of her rise against all odds, against the big nose and the fact that she's not a pretty woman or something like that. You know, we're going to see her rise against all odds and we're going to see this, this story of triumph and well, apparently it's pretty much just a love story. And I thought, oh, Okay. But Brian, you're being super superficial right now. Well, that's how it felt. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, a love story, like, this is not how a can judgment. He love someone with such a huge nose. She's got this giant nose. Oh my gosh. Here's my opinion. Some of you are not gonna like this, but this is not a judgment. I'm not saying this as a judgment. This is my opinion. When I watch a movie and I see a love story, and you've got basically they meet each other. And he walks up and he's just like, oh, you know, let me touch your nose. Your nose is not, it's beautiful. She's like, no, it's huge. I'm never going to get, I'm not kidding, dude. This is in the movie and this is not going to spoil much because I don't even know what happens at the end of the movie. So I'm just telling you, you And let me touch your nose. Your nose is beautiful and you're, you're amazing. And you have this incredible voice and you can make it. No, I can't because I'm ugly. And you know, I've got this big nose. And the whole point is, is that she's more than what she looks like, even though music industry is all about, you know, how beautiful you are. You got, you got to have the whole package or else you're never going to make it. There's this message in the beginning of the movie that there's a lot of people with talent that should make it that don't because they don't have the quote whole package. And it's Mm. supposed to overcome that. I love that message, by the way. I think that's amazing. And so, yes, when people are saying the first 30 minutes was great because of that message, I totally agree with that. But he's picking her up in a bar and it's a uh, it's a drag bar, by the way. And <laughs> you're like, OK, so no offense, but if I put myself in his shoes and I'm not married and all that and I'm saying stuff like that to her, I don't know this woman. I'm not in love with her. I'm just trying to get her to like me. Right. That's what he's doing. Did he even know she was a woman if she was in a drag bar? Yeah. 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 So and she was one <laughs> of the only ones. So, yeah. But I'm thinking like, OK, this is not a love story yet. This is a pickup. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Well, then they have this, you know, nice evening and blah, blah, blah. And I guess, I don't know. I don't know how much time elapses, but it's not very much. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's have a cheap night of sex kind of thing. And I'm like, whoa, that's a love story, baby. Woo. 
No, it's not. Weird. Come on, guys. So I, I don't know where the love story happens. Maybe it does later, but I don't know. I'm probably railing on this movie a little too much, but I just <laughs> the thing that I'm trying to make a point of is here is, yeah, sometimes we all have such radically different opinions on things. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go watch this movie. It's so amazing. And literally, we got halfway through and I'm just going, is this going to get any better? <laughs> Maybe it does. Well, I don't know. And and some people absolutely loved it. In fact, I was talking with the flash and to be fair, he brought up a really good point that he loves tragic, depressing stories in that sense that create some kind of a beautiful thing for him. Mm-hmm. And I get that, you know, sometimes I don't know. I mean, if you look back to that's why people like Romeo and Juliet, it's a tragic love story, you know, and it creates some kind of an emotion. So I get that. That's not my cup of tea. I'm not into that kind of stuff. You know, if it's depressing and all that, I'm just like, eh, no, thanks. And well, I, again, I don't know what happens. I mean, if somebody came to me and said he totally redeemed himself, you know, he got over all these struggles and all of these issues in his life and she rose, you know, to her stardom and remembered that, you know, the nose held her back, but the nose no longer holds her back. And she's got this amazing <laughs> message to the world that, you know, no matter how big your nose is or how ugly you are, you're going to do something and you're going to impact people in this world Dude. and they get married and like they've redeemed themselves. And it's this incredible love story of healthy, like awesome relationship and overcome and redemption. Then I would watch it. I will finish it. But I don't think that's what it is. So correct is me there if I'm really, wrong. did they really talk that much about the whole nose thing or is yeah. that just something you, hung, they, no, you they totally to did rant. They totally <laughs> did. It's totally in the movie because all of you out there with big noses, you're beautiful. I have you're a beautiful. big nose and I'm beautiful. I, I tend to like women with bigger. Noses. Have you seen the nose on lady Gaga? I mean, it's a massive honker dude. Yeah, but she's lady Gaga and obviously she overcame that many years ago and so yeah, maybe that's why maybe that's why people think it's her story because well I don't know the more I read into it the more I realized that people are saying it's sort of a parallel to her story and I said that's a very different statement than it's her story (laughs) right right so I don't know tell me though if I'm wrong if it really truly goes down the path that I hope it does and that I'm idealizing it to go down then you know maybe we'll finish it but if it doesn't and it really does end in tragedy and he dies of drug overdose or I, I don't know, you know, I, I mean, I really have no idea what happens. And she totally rises to power and totally forgets the fact that, you know, she had to overcome all that stuff. But now she's a star. So who cares if I had to overcome and doesn't inspire anyone? No, thanks. I don't know. All I know is that the title of this show should be that big noses are beautiful. Okay. I'm writing. That is the, <laughs> that is it. Big noses are beautiful. Welcome to the beautiful title. I just, yeah. And if you have a big nose like me, which I do, you are a beautiful person. I just want to tell you right now. That's right. Yep. In spite of everything Brian just said. No, I, <laughs> I think people just, are beautiful regardless, but you know, they, know that was you. their message, but I know. Now, on the other hand, I did watch the nutcracker in the, uh, what was it, the four realms one? You know, the new one that came out in yeah. November this last year. And we finally got to see it and it did not get great reviews, but I think that the, once again, this is one of those things we loved it, but I can see why people did not review it well is because it is definitely a departure from the, you know, traditional nutcracker story. So the purists are going to come in and say, Oh, this is not real. This is horrible. Doesn't he screwed up again? Whatever. Um, it's good. I liked it a lot. Sarah liked it a lot. My theory was, is this is that it was a great augmentation to the story. So was it a musical? 
No, not at all. Okay. It was a, it was a full movie. There was some action in it. It was great though. I mean, you know, they had the music in the background, of course. And then of course the Pierce are going to come in and say, well, that's not when that song was played. You know, that was the dance of the flowers, not the dance at the Christmas party. What the, Oh, well, yeah, that's uh, true, but who cares? You know, again, go cares? into it who with cares? an open mind. Yeah. Who cares? Just step back and say, can I enjoy a Christmassy type of movie that is inspired by the Nutcracker? It's an augmentation to the story of the Nutcracker. It's a retelling of it. It's actually kind of cool. Okay. There are a few things in there that I'm like, eh, they could have done away with that. But other than that, though, it was fun. Okay. I will say this much, though. There was some Santa Claus two copies. <laughs> okay. I, I love it. You know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? I'm always saying that, but there were some parts in there that I'm like, that's totally Santa Claus two. And then there was something else from another movie that I can't remember right now, but I was like, yeah, they kind of took that from, you know, some various stuff, but fun to watch. Okay. But then the next movie you saw. Well, so this is another one which we are in the middle of, but I want to continue this one versus you know, didn't want to continue the other one. And that is, won't you be my neighbor? The Mr. Rogers story. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I'm scared. I can't do his voice. The meow, meow. I can't do it. I remember all those though. I grew up watching Mr. Oh, yeah. Rogers for sure. You know, yep. Mr. Rogers, Sesame street, romper room. Yeah. Captain kangaroo. Oh yeah. Late seventies, baby. It is so interesting to watch this right now. And I'm not a, huge fan of documentaries. I'm not somebody that's like, yay documentaries, you know, but I will watch them. But this was one I was like, you know, I need to watch this. I want to see it. And like I said, we've, we've only gotten about halfway through just because it's all we've had the time for, but we can't wait to finish this one. It is amazing by the way. So it's, you know, great story background of Mr. Rogers. I was pretty blown away. There's a lot of stuff in there. I didn't know. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's really worth it. And I don't want to give too much away on this because again, and it's not like this is a spoiler type of movie or anything like that. So, you know, I'll share a few things and again, I'm not all the way through, but I so far would highly, highly, highly recommend this one to pretty much anyone. And yes, it's a family film so far. It's a great thing. A lot of inspiration in it, but I'll, I'll share a few things that I thought were very interesting, you know, and then also kind of surprising, but you know, he just started these back in the sixties Something that I thought was fascinating from a a standpoint of, you know, for anyone who's an entrepreneurial type or trying to get something going, podcaster, you name it. He started, I think it was called Children's Corner, if I remember correctly. He started a show called Children's Corner. And well, so first of all, he went into seminary and then, you know, I don't know, sometime through that, he said, you know, I I don't really want to do that. I feel like I'm supposed to be using this elsewhere, using this gift elsewhere. And so he said, I want to get into television. It's kind of like, (laughs) that's funny, you know, that's good luck. But he started this show called Children's Corner. Uh, Obviously, I had a passion for really being an impact on children because they were sharing some of his story about his past, his childhood, and how, you know, at the time he felt like children were just kind of left out there on their own kind of thing. And he wanted to be there for them, which I thought was just what a crazy cool mission. So he created Children's Corner, didn't succeed, but I don't know how many years he did that. Interesting, though, when you create something, you're like, yeah, that's not quite the right mix yet. So then he creates Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and that gets started. But then, you know, that's when PBS was founded and then Nixon came into presidency and tried to cut all the funding. And so he had to go petition to keep like 20 million dollars or something like that, you know, to keep PBS going. And so there was some struggle with even the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood for a couple of years until it really started to take off. 
So that was the first thing I gathered is there was a period of time in there where he pushed and pushed and pushed before anything really ever went anywhere, which is just a good lesson for any of us. But perseverance and, you know, not an overnight success. Right. We see the uh, the success story, but we never see the journey usually. So that was very interesting to see that. I was surprised about some of the issues that he addressed in 1968. How similar it is to the stuff that we're still facing today. And, and I think the reason I was surprised is because, you know, I hear comments today like, oh, my gosh, look at all this crap that's going on in the world. Look how negative it is. You know, global warming and the presidency and, you know, everybody's corrupt and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, everybody says that stuff. And if you watch this show and you see some of the stuff that he's trying to address back in the 60s, it's just like. Same thing, different, you know, different face, but same thing. Nothing's changed. It's the same thing. We get so bent out of shape that, oh my gosh, there's so much going on today. The world is turning to crap. You know, we're all going to, oh, it's the same thing. It's been going on since history started. You know, then you have amazing little, little balls of light like him to overcome the darkness. Totally. A little side note here is I, I mentioned that we've been watching Jeopardy and they had a category on vice presidents and Basically, every single clue was all about these crazy little corruptions that were going on in the leadership of our country that goes way back, way, way, way back, hundreds of years back. Nothing new. You know what I mean? Like the, the corruption <laughs> has been going on since, I don't know, late 1700s or early 1800s, like nothing new. And yet we're surprised that, oh my gosh, our leadership is corrupt. It's been corrupt. It's always been corrupt, you know, because there's always a bad egg somewhere. So Once again, I just want to take that surprise away from people. I want people to go. This has been going on since time began. Let's stop freaking out and let's just take it as it is. And yes, I would agree with you. It was, I think the the coolest part was he had such a great attitude towards this stuff. He addressed, you know, very serious things that were going on in the world. And he did it through his puppets, of course, because that was a way for him to sort of disconnect. You know, like he was saying, if he was scared and needed a hug personally, he said, that's odd for a grown man to do that. But if he, yeah. as you know, the tiger would say, I'm scared. Can you give me a hug? That was his way of expressing himself in a way that didn't seem so weird or, you know, cause just and, grown men don't do that. And wasn't that Daniel tiger? Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. and now look where he is now. Where is he? He's huge. Daniel yeah. tiger is like the new thing for little kids. Oh, I didn't know that. They go on tours across the United States, uh, you know, like Sesame street live and stuff like that. Daniel mm-hmm. tiger has that kind of thing going on now. So that's so my cool. nephews, my nephew is a huge Daniel tiger guy. That's neat. That's where it came from. That is so cool. It inspired me, even though we're only halfway through the movie, it inspired me to continue to be a light and to continue to remind people that, you know, nothing's really changed. Let's just keep doing our part while we're here on this earth. Let's keep getting out there and inspiring people. Let's unleash our superheroes. I mean, we keep talking about it. I mentioned last week where, no, I don't think I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this to, to Lord Thunder that, you know, we're in the business of creating superheroes on this show, not special snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. We're, we don't want a bunch of wusses here on this show. We don't want people listening to this show and going, oh my gosh, I'm, I, you know, I just, I can get, just give it to me. You know, um, it was so funny. You know, we're, we're at the games. <laughs> We're at the basketball games and somebody's shooting half court shots. Well, okay. When I was a kid, you shot a half court shot. You make it, you get the prize. You don't, you lose. Suck it. 
Trebek, you know, <laughs> well, this guy missed both of his half court shots. Oh, we're sorry. Well, everybody here's the winner. So here's your prize. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on. Give me a break. Like that is the most ridiculous work on your half, your half court shots. If you want to compete practice, you know, oh my gosh. Practice? So we're here to create superheroes on this show. And interestingly enough, Mr. Rogers message is so similar to the stuff that we hear today and the stuff that we talk about on the show. That's actually something that also surprised me is how similar his mission is to my mission. Very interesting, by the way, and that I won't give away because it's go watch it. It's interesting, but your your mission secret. That's right. And he goes in and he talks to people and he says, you're special just the way you are, Trebek. And he said that and he's like, I love you for who you are. (laughs) Your mother's special. (laughs) But I loved it. I love how he was always talking about, you know, don't change. The world needs you as you. And I thought, man, that's that's a message we're hearing today. It's a little bit different, but I love that message. And I love how he was trying to empower people and he was teaching people and he was not enabling them. And there's a fine line between you. You're beautiful for who you are, regardless of your your big nose. (laughs) And you still got to go work for it. You still got to get out there and unleash your superhero. You know, it's not going to be given to you. Well, I guess if you're Billy Batson, it might be say my name and you will get my power. But then he still had to work on his powers, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Have you seen, have you seen any of those, uh, either of those, I should say documentaries about the fire festival that failed a few years ago? No. A couple of years ago, Netflix has one and Hulu has one, I think they're compete. They, they, they like came out like a couple days apart or something. I think mm-hmm. Hulu Hulu won the race or something like that or Netflix, I don't remember, but but my wife and I watched the Netflix one and wow, was that a what a what a fascinating train wreck that was. Are you familiar with the Fire Festival? Do you recall that whole shenanigans? Mm-mm. Is this the one though where they spent tons of money on it and went I feel like I've seen something no. <laughs> advertised for it. Yeah, it's the opposite. A bunch of a bunch of overprivileged people spent a lot of money on it, but they got to the island and there was no infrastructure and they oh. were trapped there and all that. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the investors were just really irresponsible about planning this thing. Billy McFarlane, who looks a lot like Seth McFarlane, interestingly mm. enough, but uh, Billy McFarlane was the ringleader and he just was this, supposed to be the, the new greatest entrepreneur in the world and everything. And, and he shot this awesome promotional video with a bunch of supermodels on this tropical island and him and Ja Rule, the old hip-hop mogul, were you know went in on it together, and then neither one of them really did very much to actually plan it, and and they didn't give themselves enough time, and they sold all these tickets and made all these promises and didn't come through with any of it. Hmm. And so and now he's in jail for six years, and I don't oh, know geez. if John Rule got in trouble or not. He should have, but yeah. Anyway, it was a really fun train wreck to watch. Okay, I will watch that because yeah. I did see it advertised, and I was interested in the concept. I don't remember the story though of it, but. I strongly recommend it. It's a fun documentary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So watch that. And it's called what? It's fire festival. I don't Netflix's versions just called fire festival. The, the party that wasn't or something like that. I don't remember what it's okay. called. Just but check just that out. F Y R E is how it was called. Fire Y R E. Okay, yeah. cool. And check out Won't You Be My Neighbor. Totally worth it. I won't say any more on that, but totally inspiring. Inspirational. <laughs> I'm making it for a, a thousand. Word. It was totally inspirational. It's very, very good, though. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because I've also 
rekindled. I, I go back and forth between shows and stuff all the time just because it's like, okay, I've had enough of that for a while. I'm going to move on to something else. But you know, I, I'm a huge fan of shark tank and I haven't watched it in a couple of years and started watching it again. And they were talking about something where, cause you know, you, you go in and you pitch to these multi-million or multi-billion dollar investors. You better know what you're doing or else they kind of throw you out. In fact, they did have some 20 year old come in and pitch and you know, she was trying to figure it out and she, you could tell things were just working for her all the time, you know, and they started throwing down some tough questions and some challenges to her and she got flustered and didn't do well. And they all went out and she got angry and said, I'm really angry. And they just, and I'm going, dude, <laughs> welcome to the real world of having to work hard. But one of the things that one of the sharks said, which I really liked is she's like, let me stop you for a minute because you're not telling me what I want to know. She's like, you need to tell me what the problem is first. Then you need to tell me why all the other solutions out there are flawed and what you're offering and why it's different and better. And I just went, there you go. Bam. That's, you know, that's shark tank. Yeah. Well, but that's also going back to that fire festival thing. You know, you need to, you need to prove it. You need to work at it. And it's just this constant reminder. Even as I'm working here with the real Brian show, I've worked a lot on this show. I've done a lot. There are some things I've not pushed hard enough on. And I'm starting to realize that, well, part of the reason why I'm not where I want to be is because I haven't, I haven't persevered enough in certain areas and I have to work even harder, you know, even though, even though there's this wonderful message out there that says, if you do this, it will come. Everything will just happen for you. It'll be so magical and fantastic. You're going to have, you know, this magical unicorn with rainbows. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, that's not true. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe you'll post some <laughs> dumb video up on YouTube and it'll be viral and have millions of views and they will come and wow. But for the I average feel- person, uh, you got to work hard at it. You got to keep going. You got to persevere and you got to not give up. And we yeah. can't all be Kardashians. I <laughs> don't want to be. Oh, either the, either the real world kind or the Star Trek kind. I think I'd rather be a Kardashian than a Kardashian. Just saying, and it sounds sounds the same if uh, if uh, <laughs> our our good old friend uh, Connery says it. That's right. That's right. I'd rather be a Kardashian than a Kardashian. One way or the other, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a couple other reviews, really quickly. Now, this the only reason I watched this is because I saw the Happy Death Day to You movie that's coming out in the theaters. I think next week as well, or the week after. And I thought, what the heck is this thing? I had no idea that you know there was a part one. But for whatever reason, I totally missed Happy Death Day, which came out in 2017. And one of our friends was like, hey, the the first one was awesome. And I thought, oh, okay, is it is it a horror? He's like, well, kind of. It's sort of a horror comedy Groundhog Day kind of style. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go watch it. Mm. So it's really good. The first Happy Death Day was hilarious. It was great. It was so much better than I expected. So anyway, that was fun. And now I want to go see the second one. So there, just random thought for you. And then we finally saw Glass, which I said we were going to be doing. And I also Ooh, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give two spoilers because you haven't seen it yet. So let's let's not get spoilery, but it wrapped the trilogy nicely. And I saw a comment which I completely agreed with. If you liked Unbreakable and you liked Split, you'll like Glass. OK, so go see it. If you've seen the first two and you liked them, I still think Split was better. I think it was the best of the three. Um, you know, to me, that was the more Shyamalan style movie than the other two were. The third one, as I mentioned, wrapped nicely. There was a bit of a surprising wrap to it, not in a Shyamalan way, more in a, huh, I didn't expect him to go that way, you know? 
does it complete the trilogy? I mean, there, I mean, is there going to be a fourth movie or is that, is it over? I believe it's over. Okay. In my mind, it completed the trilogy. If they choose to do a fourth one, it's because he decided to write something extra. Okay. But as far as the story is now, it's not a cliffhanger. It's a wrap. Okay. So, you know, it can be done, but there were some things in there that I really loved. And there were some things in there that I was like, huh, I wouldn't have chosen that, but okay. So, you know, going with an open mind, I know some people that were like, yeah, it was okay. It was interesting. And there's some people who really liked it. I don't really know anyone that hated the movie, but it was, it was worth seeing. And again, it's a great completion. So have some fun. Good. And you saw the Super Bowl this weekend along with everyone else, right? I saw it and I'm not sure everyone else saw it, but this was actually one of the ones that for some reason I actually watched the entire thing all the way through. How about you? Did you actually watch it? I did. It? Yeah. Yeah. I went to, I went to Tucson and uh, to a Super Bowl party and watched it with my friends. You know what? Last year's game was fantastic. This year's game was one of the most boring football games I've ever watched <laughs> in my entire life. Really Hands was. down. I know. I kept going, and, what's going on? Is there anything even happening? Yeah, I mean, come on, zero to three in the first half. I mean, yeah. really? And no touchdowns. Well, uh, of course, no touchdowns, but they said no. Yeah. Th- this is the longest into the Super Bowl that there's never been a touchdown scored. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, the team I didn't want, the team that everyone in this 40-person party that we were at, all the attendees of this party were rooting against the Patriots. <laughs> of course. And, of course. And... As, as was I. And of course, you know, they won and okay, whatever. So, but then, you know, then the Rams really probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. So it was just an awkward and boring Super Bowl. Yeah. And we, we were joking because I really don't know football that much, you know, <laughs> and my friend doesn't either. And so when they called was the illegal, illegal shifting, illegal shift. I'm like, what the heck's an illegal shift? I don't know. So like every call, every flag that's thrown, we're both like illegal shift because we learned that, you know, the <laughs> the ref call or the, you know, the, the the hand motions for it. So we're just like illegal shift. And the guy's like holding. I'm like, no, that's like maybe an illegal, you know, obscene <laughs> gesture because, you know, their holding gesture is like an illegal obscene gesture, you know, because uh, they're, they're grabbing their wrist and, you know, punching their fist you, up in the air. You know what I'm talking about? So we're always like that ref you, made a bad call. That wasn't holding. That was an illegal shift. We know nothing about football. Okay. Can you tell? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Can you tell this is not a sports show? And uh, yeah, hey, I know. I know almost everything about basketball. Almost. There are a few right. calls that they'll surprise me with, and I'm like, wait, what was that? And I didn't know. But I would say I know probably 95 percent of the the rules and everything in basketball. So that I do know, but not football. Okay. I called icing at one point during the <laughs> Super Bowl, and uh, that didn't go over well. People are like, that was hockey. I'm like. Huh? Come on, laugh, people. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's next, Brian? High sticking? Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I said face masking. Oh. Face masking. Well, he actually did grab the person's helmet, which was a, a foul of some kind. I don't know this stuff. Here's kind of what I think about football. Foosball. Bunch of overgrown monsters manhandling each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's just... That's yeah. right. Mm, that's right. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl... Did you uh, like any of the commercials or was my prediction pretty much dead on this year? You know, the, my favorite commercial was the MASH commercial for Alexa, where, you know, it had Harrison Ford with his little Boston Terrier oh, yeah. and it kept ordering all the food. And then there was there was a few other parts to it. And that, that was the cleverest commercial, in my opinion, of all of them. And that was like near the end of the game. 
for the most part, I wasn't terribly impressed with the commercials this year, which seems to be every year lately. I don't know why the marketers these days seem to have their heads really, really far up their butts, boutes, but um, they're big uh, once in a while. Yeah. Once in a while they'll hit it, you know, home run or whatnot, whatever. And Mm -hmm. not really this year. Yeah. I mean the, was it the Pringles? Yeah. The Pringles commercial was sort of funny. The one in the beginning where they had all of the different cars. I thought that was cool. You know, where they brought in Knight Rider and they brought in, Oh yeah. uh, You know, the, the back to the future DeLorean. I mean, just all of those, that to me was actually really cool. Yeah. It was a Walmart commercial, but (laughs) it was neat though. It was kind of creative. It wasn't funny. There were a lot of really serious and almost depressing ones this year. We were all just kind of like, aren't we supposed to be laughing at the Super Bowl? I mean, some inspiring, but a lot of depressing ones. And I thought, ugh, come on. I don't remember very many of the commercials. That's my problem right now. So I'm, I'm not like, going, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I just remember the Amazon one. And they weren't and that good. You can maybe remind me of a couple others, but well, they I, had it, one, was not a very, it was a very unmemorable yeah. game in general. Usually the beer commercials are the best and they were not this year. Oh, in fact, the Budweiser okay. one, I can't even remember what it was. And the Bud Lights the, were dumb. Yeah, the corn syrup, the first corn syrup commercial where they went on that long quest mm-hmm. to go to the Coors Light and the Miller Light castles, that was a pretty good one. But then they yeah. kept dragging out the whole corn syrup thing. And it yeah. was like, really? Yeah. Come on. And now <laughs> yeah. all the all the experts are saying, you know, brewing with corn syrup isn't really that bad for you. It's it's if you if you consume it directly, it's bad for you, but using it in the brewing process isn't bad for you at all. So basically really? Budweiser, Anheuser Busch was using a public hot button being corn syrup bad for you to rip on their competitors. That's all that was. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird. Yeah, I would agree. I thought eh, nothing memorable. I would be interested to go back and watch the top 10 and just kind of be like, eh, they're not as funny as they used to be. And they're really not. I'm not as clever. They're not as creative. They're not as inspiring as they used to be. But I I think I heard that they were five point something million, 5.5 million per spot. So, yep. you know, you're taking a lot of people out of the equation automatically now because they don't have the cash to pay for that kind of stuff. So maybe a lot but, of the creatives that were doing all of the really fun ones just can't afford it anymore. The, but see, my logic would be that the people who can afford those spots can afford good marketing firms. Well, that's true. So I, I don't I don't know if there's I, I personally, I don't think there's much of an excuse. And to be realistic, this is all, a you know, some people probably like those commercials type of thing. I well, don't know. <laughs> everybody that was at our little get together was kind of like, what, what yeah. just happened this year? This wasn't much to, to go on. But we, but we had really good food. It was really good, good company. And the night before we went to a really good hockey game mm. in Tucson. Nice. And nice. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good trip overall. Just not a good game. Well, for those of you who remember two weeks ago, Copter Carl broke into our frequency yet again and <sighs> challenged Lord Thunder because... Well, again, if you remember, you know, Copter Carl and Lord Thunder is Carl and Copter Carl was saying he is the one true Carl and Lord Thunder Carl. That is, is one a, Carl is a to rule them poser. all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one Carl to rule them all. Exactly. Kind of thing. So <laughs> Lord Thunder sent me this message that I felt we should play because, well, just listen. Here we go. I cannot believe this Copter Carl has the nerve to challenge the one and only I am Carl. Ooh, he just said, bring it. Oh, okay. There you go. The one, where where can this possibly go? I I don't know. The one true Carl, the Lord thunder right there. 
let's talk music. I've not shared some music in a while. I wanted to share some good music here. I've got some newer stuff on my Spotify list. That's been so much fun. So you brought up that show Watership Down a couple of weeks ago as well. And I don't know if you knew this, but I had this song on my Spotify list by Sam Smith called Fire on Fire. And apparently it was from Watership Down. I didn't know that. I've been listening to it. Great song. Minor keys. Beautiful. I just, I love it. I don't know who Sam Smith is, but whatever. So there you go. Check, (laughs) check him out. It's good. And then, um, okay. Going along with that style is a brand new Aurora and I'm a huge fan of Aurora. In fact, they even made like a Aurora's greatest hits kind of thing. And you know, just for fun because I just love her music. It's soothing. She has a new song called animal. Very good. And then Alec Benjamin, and I don't know how to say her name. It's like Alicia or Alicia or Alicia or Alasia. Alicia Cara. Maybe, maybe it's Jim. I don't know. So A-L-E-S-S-I-A. Maybe that is Jim. We'll go with Jim. Jim Cara or Alasia <laughs> Cara. Anyway, it's uh, it's called Let Me Down Slowly. Great song, too. And then on the other end of, you know, style of music, we've got uh, KJ52 Dre Murray Poetics song called Flex. It's a good, you know, hip hop flex flex. It's a good song. Flex. Then you want some rock. There's a brand new Demon Hunter song called On My Side. And then August Burns Red. I'm a huge fan of them. I don't listen to a lot of their regular music just because they're a lot of just pure metal screamo kind of thing. But their instrumental is so good. I've shared their Christmas albums with you. Oh my gosh. It's it's like listening to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but you know, hard rock kind of style, all instrumental. They did a rendition of the theme from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, really? It's awesome. <laughs> totally cool. go I'll check, check it out. that one out. Yeah, it is really, really good. So check out my Spotify mix. You know all that stuff. Well, I think that's all we've got for the week. So we're going to leave you on an inspirational moment right now. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If dogs eat cat poop for an occasional snack, why doesn't PetSmart sell cat poo flavored dog treats? That should be how I make my millions. I'd call them snacks. Well, thanks for listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure. That was inspiring. The pleasure is all ours. Yes, very much. Remember, (laughs) big noses are beautiful. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Well, that's 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 my thing to say. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you being a part of the show. Thank you for those of you who have jumped on. I've mentioned this before, but the uh, the real Brian show Justice League is forming. Going to start seeing some new stuff coming. Got a lot of plans in the works. And as we get a little bit further along, you're going to see some good stuff coming. So don't worry. It's actually happening. I'm reaching out now to people for some awesome inspirational interviews and we're getting back to what I'd been wanting to do with the show in the first place. So I'm very excited about it and we actually have the help for it. And also thank you for those of you too, who are helping out on Patreon. I really, really appreciate it. You're helping to make this show possible. And for those of you who are still thinking like, Hey man, should I, should I help out? Should I get involved? Yes, please go. All right. So first of all, realbryanshow.com. That's the best place to go. You can see the show notes. I'll have all of the links in there, but do go to our Patreon page and please consider helping out with the show. Please consider keeping this show moving forward. That's the goal. We want to continue to grow it, continue to move it forward and have the ability and the resources to do more and more and more. So patreon.com slash realbryanshow. It's really easy. Just go there. Really, really appreciate it. And Captain Influence. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show today. As Dude, always. it's my pleasure and honor, as always. And you know what the music means. 
I do. I do too. It's a it's a sad moment, but it's going to be fun. I hear that Miss Ice is coming back here in the near future, so we'll oh. we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, you've got the two of us and possibly Garrett Wong and possibly some other people. So have a glorious week. Thank you again for joining us. Enjoy your snowy winter, your wintry spring. Real Brian Show, sign it up. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.